Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello and welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. My name is Davey. I am your host and joining me, Emily Shields. Emily, how are you? I'm so good. It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. Oh, man. I'm so pumped about it. And what I'm pumped about is this bonus episode that you're listening to yes. of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. What up, I bonus? don't believe we've ever done this. Maybe we have, but I don't believe we have where we've released one in the middle of the two weeks that we released. I don't recall. So Regardless, fun. it's exciting. It's, it's super exciting because we had way too much to talk about yep. and we did not want to wait. No, it's just way to too good. To get it in your hands. Mm-hmm. So good. But we will leave you waiting a little bit because we, you know we love to have some fun banter and dialogue oh, yes. beforehand. I've, I've heard, again, here's my sarcasm that nobody can see. <laughs> Why do I try to be sarcastic you on the Nothing Is Wasted podcast? I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that people's favorite part about our podcast is the fun banter beforehand. Oh. That's, that's what so I've heard. Kind. I'm, I'm sure that's not the case, but <laughs> maybe they were being sarcastic. Maybe they're being sarcastic. <laughs> they're like, please take the microphones away from those two. <laughs> no, <you can't. laughs> All right, question for you. Yes. Christmas is coming up. Yes, it is. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Ooh. Because you know, if you're getting into the spirit of Christmas, you're going to have some Christmas movies. Yes. So I really love Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh, good one. Um, but Old the, or new? The old one? The uh, new one with new, Matilda. Matilda. Know exactly what you're talking <laughs> I don't about. know that girl's real don't name. Don't know the actress's she's name. forever Matilda. But it's Matilda. I think it her is. name's Susie in this movie. Okay. Is that right? I don't Susan. know. Oh, Susan. 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 Yeah, Susan. It's Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good one. Also, um, <laughs> any of those really creepy clay like moving ones, uh, so, like, like Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but also like Nestor the Long Eared Donkey, yeah, and um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, like the I think it's called The Year Without a Santa Claus, yeah, yeah, and it has like the heat miser in it, yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know about it because you told me about it. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, never heard this before. That's but true. I was telling you about it a couple weeks ago. But I know you what you're like, talking about now. movies, what are they? But it's all kind of in that Rudolph. I think they were all made yeah, by the same I, people. I so. liked the Santa Claus is Coming to Town of that one. Yes. That one was really good. You yeah. know, um, what is it? Put one step in one front foot of in front the of other. Yep. And soon you'll be. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. And then... I think those are the only, yeah, yeah, those are the only two clay ones that I saw. Mm-hmm. There's not another one, right? Because uh, Frosty one that has, was put out with those, but they were, right. that was actually like animation, Yeah, not there's claymation. one that has the little drummer boy in oh, it. Oh, that's right, little that's drummer Nestor boy. that's Nestor the Long Donkey. Maybe it is. I maybe it's it the is. little drummer boy, and I'm not, okay, maybe that's what it is. But I could be wrong. They might well, be two separate movies, we're regardless. Gonna have, we're going to have emails and DMs correcting yes. us on us all know. of these things. Let us know, because we yep. don't know everything. All those type one Enneagrams are going to be correcting us. On our misinformation here. Thank you in advance. What about you? What are your favorite? Oh man, I am in love with Home Alone. You're in love with that. Yeah, I really like. (laughs) It is. It is strong. I don't know why. It's just even when I hear the music, like the sound. Come on, what is how the. I was thinking of the other one, but that is that is the right one. Um, so both, but Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, both okay. of them, 
I like sorry, humble I'm still laughing because you were okay. like, wah, wah. I'm like, wah, uh, what was it? I can't remember. I can't place it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Home so Alone. So Home Alone 2 is my favorite one. Okay. And I just think the magic of like New York City, Christmas time, yeah. love that one. Um, other Christmas movies, I, every year on my birthday, which is November 2nd, so we watch Elf. Okay. And so you like Elf? Love Elf. Okay. Really like it. You don't, do you? <sighs> I no, I'm sorry. Okay, we um, will have auditions in 2019 for the new <laughs> co-host. <fired>. Of <laughs> I mean, I think I really like the part of Elf when the um, the narwhal comes out of the water. He's like, "Bye, Hi, buddy." buddy. <laughs> That's pretty. Funny. Have fun finding your dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many great parts. Ah, let's see. I do like Miracle on 34th Street as well. Um, man. Uh, probably all Christmas movies, but Home yeah. Alone is definitely definitely the the favorites of all yeah. of them. I'm excited about when my kids get to be that age where I can show them those movies. I feel like it's a little too right. much for them right now, but <laughs> yeah. those movies. We did watch Elf with them this year. Okay. And Wesson loves watching. He calls it Buddy. He's like, oh, can cute. we watch Buddy? So That's really cute. That is really good. But What about favorite is, Christmas songs? Do you have a favorite? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, the Christmas Song. So chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I love that one. It's my favorite. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Okay. Those are my faves. Yep. And then I have this deep, deep, um, like hidden passion for uh, punk music. And so Reliant K, 12 Days of Christmas. Come on. I keep trying to get our band to cover that every year. I feel like I've been saying this for five (laughs) years at our church. We've got to cover that song and we have yet to do it. Yeah. Maybe someday. (laughs) Well, our audio producer is, um, he also was a, a screamer in a screamo band. That is true. So I'm thinking that we could put our heads together and we could figure out something with this we punk. We could do like a screamo music. Christmas. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Bad idea. Let's go ahead and just put that one to the side. It was not good. <laughs> okay. Not a good idea. Not Here we go. Not a good go. idea. No, <laughs> but, not at all. All right. So today we have part two of the interview with Gary and Kathy Stump. Yeah. And it's, it's a fantastic one. We kind of do a little bit deeper dive into this whole blended family and some of the nuances of that. So. Mm-hmm. Really excited about getting into that with you guys. Um, but before we do, if we can ask you guys a couple favors, we'd love for you to be involved in in four different ways. Um, yeah. You can be involved in one way or all four of them, but you can rate and review the podcast. It really helps for you to do that. One, it helps us just to know how you're enjoying the podcast. It also helps to um, bring this podcast up to the top of uh, the list so that other people can can hear about this podcast, share it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great thing to share it. Uh, pray for the the conversations and the yeah. guests that we're having. God keeps sending us some incredible guests. Yeah. And I don't feel like we're having to chase after anybody. It's right. like we just keep getting sent guests, which is awesome. Incredible. And yeah. so what a cool thing. Keep praying that God continues to do that because it's just bringing more hope and healing to you guys. Yeah. And then last is if you want to partner with us uh, by giving financially. This is a great thing to invest in for a year-end gift, mm-hmm. or if you want to set up a recurring gift, you can do that. DaveyBlackburn.com slash give, and you can do that. Just hit the drop-down menu, Nothing is Wasted podcast, and it really helps us out tremendously to be able to keep putting this podcast out in an excellent way for you. Yeah, definitely. If you have any questions about that or questions about anything else, um, always feel free to reach out to us at hello at ResonantIndy.com. So let's hop into let's the bonus episode, bonus episode with Gary and Kathy. <laughs> All 
All right, we're back with Gary and Kathy. Uh, great to have you guys back on the inter- on the podcast. I'm excited about continuing this interview. Um, incredible conversation. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back and listen to part one of this interview. It'll give you a lot of context for what we're about to jump into next. But Gary, I want to step into the part of your story now where um, you meet your quote unquote morning, mm-hmm. where you meet Kathy mm-hmm. and you guys begin this journey where you're um, in some ways blending a family in a very unique way. You've got four kids, uh, all at the time under the age of 12. So talk to me a little bit about how this transpired. For sure. Well, um, in early, well, probably February, March, March, I think it was of 1989, uh, I knew that God had been working on me for a while, mm. calling me to become a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I said, Lord, I won't do this unless you make me sure. And over a period of weeks, he made me absolutely sure. That's what it, he was leading me to do. And uh, so I remember telling him, Lord, one of the things that I think I'm going to need, because I'm going to have to go to school, seminary or whatever, I'm going to have to figure out how to earn a living. I'm going to have to figure out how to be a pastor. And uh, so, Lord, I think I'm going to need a wife. <laughs> and um, I've already had the love of my life, Lord. Mm-hmm. So just someone that's nice and good Christian person it's, hey, it's, that we can have a friendship. That's so true. You don't yeah. think that God's going to be able to exceed. Right. You don't. It's Amen. like, uh, how in the world are you going to be able to exceed that? For sure. And then he figures out a way to do it, right? In For sure. Sovereignty. <laughs> no doubt about it. Mm. And it reminds me of Job when God takes away, he never replaces with less. Yeah. And... um so my sister fixed us up on a blind date. Um, it's kind of, I don't know if this is interesting or silly, but <laughs> I've had two blind dates in my life. My sister fixed me up on both of them, and I married them both. Hey, so Donna wow. was a blind, two blind two. date, and Kathy was a blind date. <laughs> Your sister should yeah. make a living I don't want any more blind dates. All right, yeah. I'm done. She needs <laughs> yes. to work for Match.com yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. For sure. is not an endorsement yes. for Match.com. Yeah. <laughs> She's a matchmaker for sure, yeah. But uh, anyway, so Roseanne told me, I've got this young lady. Uh, she's 30 years old, never been married. I think she's going to be perfect for your, she'll be a safe first date. That's how she was presented. <laughs> and um, how'd you feel about that one, Kathy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, he was having some women pursue him. That was, it was kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I mean, so, you know, in hearing that, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't going to like throw a lot of emotional baggage mm-hmm. at him because mm-hmm. I didn't really have a ton at the time. Mm-hmm. So in, <laughs> in that way, it is safe. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I was the least eligible bachelor in <laughs> Indianapolis. I, the um, business failure and then, then the mm-hmm. financial devastation from mm-hmm. the accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, um, oh, a widower with four kids doesn't exactly <laughs> sound like, you know, let me tell you about what you get yeah. in this great package, you know. <laughs> right, right. And uh, so, uh, but uh, we went out on a blind date and uh, I actually made a reservation at a restaurant when in the, even back then, there weren't many restaurants that took reservations. Hmm. And I said, I am not going to a place that doesn't have a reservation because I figured I could pick her up at seven <laughs> we can have our dinner starts at 7.30. I won't have to wait. If it's really bad, I can have her back at 9 o'clock. Because <laughs> I want to tell you, I wanted to go on a date like I wanted to be tortured. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go on a date. Yeah. But I just felt like I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we went out and sat there and wasted our dinners as we started talking about the Lord. Mm. Mm. And one of the ways I believe that we are supposed to bond yeah. as, as a Christian couple <laughs> is... Uh, spiritually, mm. mm-hmm. and that yes. spiritual bond is first mm-hmm. and should be the foundation for your entire relationship. And we bonded more on our first date than many couples who have been married for years <laughs> and years have, because we just talked about the Lord. I shared my. We, we I started by asking her about like who who do you like to listen to on the radio and what are your favorite verses? And we're going back and forth with that. That's kind and of we, funny. That's the first thing that I knew about yeah. you too, is who, what music you like to yeah. listen yeah. to. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's funny. And so we... That was me kind of yeah. stalking her in the gym. Though. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Conversation. I didn't actually yeah. ask her that outright, yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> but we... Uh, so anyway, but and we started talking about the Lord and we sat there for three and a half, four hours mm-hmm. at the r- restaurant just talking about the Lord. We talked about the Lord the whole time. And there was such a connection as brother and sister in Christ first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I took her home that night and dropped her off. She didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. It's like, what was that? <laughs> right. Yes. So <clears throat> that's so cool. Yeah. What, were, what was going on in your head there? Well, Kathy? you know, I was 30. Um, I had just turned 30. And I um, had actually been at a retreat, and I remember um, I had a. I was speaking and telling young people it was for our youth, mm-hmm. a youth retreat, and I was telling young people it is not your job to go out and find the one that God has for you. Mm-hmm. You serve God, and God will bring people to you. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you don't need to church hop. You don't need to do any of those things to find the Come one on, that God has that. for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. I know. I just <laughs> anyway. Um, and there was a young man there who had lost his wife uh, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. She had had anorexia, and she'd end up having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it really ministered to him. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I was always very interested in that, and so. Early, when when I was in my early 20s, I thought, well, if I'm not married by 30, maybe I'll adopt a child. Mm. So I was in this speech talking about how, how, you know, my roommate at the time was very glad that I wasn't, at turning 30, I wasn't going to be doing that, <laughs> bringing a child into the home. <laughs> Little did I know, um, three weeks after I turned 30, I met Gary. Wow. And not uh, one, things, not two, not, not yes. three, <laughs> four, uh. right? And I was I was a youth leader at my church. I had a, a best friend um, who had four kids, a little bit older than the kids that I had. And when her husband traveled, I would stay with them. So I had hmm. a lot of experience with kids in that regard. Wow, it's that's kind of cool to lot, see how yeah. even God prepared you. He really and some did of those prepare me. Wow, yeah, He really did as best He can. It's a little different when they're in your house that's and true. you can't get rid of them. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you can't send them home. That's so. It. So it was just really great. But, you know, just my head was just reeling because at 30, I my list was short. Mm. I was looking for a guy with a, who loved God and was pursuing God with all his heart and had a good sense of humor. That was it. <laughs> you know, all those other things kind of move away, you know? In other and, words, she didn't set the bar very high when she picked well, me. That's, well, the, you, got, you got one out of two, didn't you? On the uh, one thing? Yeah. At least, yeah. yes, at least. Mm-hmm. So, so I just... You know, I just, 
I would go on a lot of first dates and I just didn't want to waste my time. I was not yeah. interested in time filling. I had plenty of friends. I had plenty of stuff to do. I didn't need to date just to go on dates. And that I was not interested right. in that. And so when I met Gary and we had this conversation, it's like, what, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, and actually at the time I was... I had started seeing another guy just casually. So, it, you know, when it rains, it pours type of thing. <laughs> I went on a youth retreat, like right after our first date. And I just couldn't stop thinking about him the mm. whole time. And, you know, processing with the youth pastor's wife at the time. And we we're just talking through it. And she goes, you know, if anything ever happened to me, I would want you to marry my husband, take care of my kids. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. So anyway, oh, um, God just was working on my heart and just opening opening yeah. up the possibilities. And it just was, you know, mind-blowing, frankly. Wow. Well, I think this is a, important because I remember thinking it, after I lost Amanda that, you know, at my age at the time, I was 30, had a son. I remember thinking I had a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, not bad baggage. Weston wasn't well, bad, yeah, but baggage. Just, yeah, you bring something into yeah. it, right? And then obviously the emotional baggage of, mm-hmm. you know, what I've lost. Gary you know, walking into this with a whole lot more. There are people who think, well, because of my past, no matter what, whether it's something that they did or something that was done to them, they think because of that, I have to settle. Mm -hmm. How would you advise someone who is in that kind of mindset right now? How would you, Gary, advise that, you know, both of you guys, because uh, that wasn't a settling that occurred right there. No, it was And God was working on your heart as someone who recognized the baggage that was coming into it. And yet you were like, no, I'm, I want to, I'm going to embrace this. How did you process through that? How would you advise someone as they're kind of walking through those things? Um, if, if you are pursuing God and you want to trust him with your whole heart and with your whole life, you cannot settle. Mm -hmm. You cannot, uh, the, the better is not the best. Hmm. And, you know, um, I'm not sure anyone would call Gary the best. I mean, he's living in a half, the kids, he was in a, we were in a, um, in a double, the kids call it the half house. (laughs) And so, you know, across the street from his mom and dad, so they could help with the kids and stuff. I mean, there was just not, you know, had old beat up car, you know, on paper, it looked pretty, pretty (laughs) slim, but... But it was God's best, and there yeah. was something in my heart that I knew that's what it was, and wow. God had placed that in my heart. Obviously, there were no signs pointing to that. You know, he's going to be a pastor. I mean, there's nothing, and this was before the mega churches. This mm-hmm. is back in 89, so, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's there's no money in being in the church. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Um, I've said before that if I would have given a list for everything I wanted in a wife, if I were to mm-hmm. remarry. Mm-hmm. And I would have said, Lord, this is the absolute list of everything in my heart or mind. I couldn't have had Kathy because she so far exceeded it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even even imagined mm-hmm. that's what I could have. Wow, Ephesians 3.20, man. And that I, I, I walk around, I try to tell that to people. I know they can't quite understand it. Yeah. I think you can understand mm-hmm. it. Absolutely, Maybe. I can. Is... <laughs> She is so far beyond anything I could ask or imagine yeah. that I walk around like pinching myself, yeah. like, Lord, are you kidding me? Yeah. This is so amazing that you would take Donna away and give me Kathy right. to do life with. It's just so unbelievably, and that's why I talk about from mourning 
yeah. to morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. M O U R N I N G to M O R N I N G. Yeah, that's so true. And and that's just what God did. And it's just like I am amazed at what He did and the love that we have for each other and the depth of our relationship and the foundation of our relationship yep. was was and is just something that I just marvel at. Yeah. Man, we talk about this often that, I, I mean, I know Christy is built for this. Mm-hmm. You know, God, like mm-hmm. the more and more I hear about her story and her mm-hmm. past, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, God, mm-hmm. you like legitimately built her for this. Like yes. you prepared all of this mm-hmm. well ahead of time. Mm-hmm. to intersect her into my life at mm-hmm. exactly the right time right. For, for a time such as this. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. is all the tools that even me from a human perspective can see she needs this. Like mm-hmm. she or she needs these tools in order to step into this. And I needed this. Then right. This is amazing how you exceeded my expectations. When I've actually pastored a church for 28 years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been a pastor. Right. Actual at a church for 28 years. And in 28 years, Kathy has never once ever created a problem that I had to deal with. Hmm. There are not many pastors that can ever say that. And, and I'm just like, Lord, that's so cool. Because yeah. Donna was amazing, but she absolutely spoke her mind. So if uh. she was a pastor's wife, she would just tell people when she thought they were being stupid or something. You know what I mean? It's just the way she which was wired we, up. Which we often think it. It's yeah, just you a matter it. of like... Thinking it is okay. Yeah. Saying it probably, probably doesn't work yeah. very well. It doesn't you help know? to shepherd and pastor people when you just say it. Yeah, and that's not, I mean, that's just the way she was wired up. I'm not that's in right. any yeah. way disparaging yeah. her. No, but, that's uh, great. She's amazing. But, but to be to have that as a not just a wife, but as a pastor's wife, which is mm-hmm. a unique um, kind of, yeah, a kind is, of uh, yeah, wiring is. that you need, yep. right. you know? Yep. And uh, and then to be, for her to be the mother of my children as mm. if she gave birth to them. Wow, wow. Puts me in awe. I can't, wow. I can't even believe it. What, How amazing. So when, when did you guys actually get married then? In wow. August of eighty nine. August of eighty nine. It was pretty yeah. quick. Okay. No, that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh-huh. we get it. We yeah. understand. Yeah. We know yes. exactly yeah. what that. Once you know, you know, and it's like, right. why are we waiting? This is no. Yeah. There's four. I mean, for right. our sake and for our kids' sake. Right. For purity's sake. Hello. Let's talk right. about that. Right. Let's, yes. You know. Yeah. Why right. are we waiting? Let's. For, let's go. Um, there has never been anything I've ever done in my life that I was n- not that I was more positive that it was God's will. Yeah, absolutely. Then I asked Kathy to marry yeah, me. That's no so doubt great. about it. And everyone um, will have to get over the fact. 32 days after we met, by the way. 32 days after you met. Okay, you definitely beat us on that one. But. Yes. <laughs> and and yes. I know that. Seems, and by the way, yeah. that can be a bad... That could that be a be, bad witness oh, for some people exactly. who was, don't have yeah. the spiritual yeah. foundation that Kathy and I had together and we had separately. Right. Where we were in maturity-wise... Um, yeah, so I wouldn't recommend that by any no, means, but uh, I'm just telling that, you what happened. Well, yeah, it and, was just uh, the way yep. the Lord moved. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it, and you're right. There, there. That's an that's an exception, not yes, necessarily yes, the right, right standard. Yes. I, we've always like. You know, when Amanda and I did marriage counseling for people, mm-hmm. we would always tell people, hey, date for at least a year, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but that's from a different mm-hmm. context. Right, and right, that's right. the norm for most mm-hmm. people. You need to see this person through all seasons. You need right. to make sure, right. right. But when Christy and I met, I broke that rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not, in, not only did mm-hmm. I not wait a year 
you know, for us to, when I got, when we mm-hmm. got engaged, but when we got married. And so, mm-hmm. but it was because of the, you know, the foundation that both, right. both of us had, we went deep fast. Right. Yes. You know, when you go yes. through mm-hmm. hardship and pain, mm-hmm. you go deep fast. Right. And um, we also knew that it was exactly what God was calling us to. And we had, once we had settled that, we we're like, okay, let's, let's go mm-hmm. and let's, let's make this happen. Um, I, I was going to ask Kathy, as you guys are doing that, what um, challenges in the initial stages of stepping into being uh, wife and particularly mom to this grieving family, what challenges did you run up across? Well, um, you know, in the beginning, there's kind of a honeymoon period. And when you're getting to know each other, you're getting, I'm getting to know the kids. I'm getting to know Gary. We're doing fun stuff together. (laughs) I'm not the bad guy. I get to go home and he has to get him ready for bed. He has to get him up in the morning. So I'm kind of the, you know, the, the party, the party friend, you know, at the time. And then when we get married, that all changes. I, Mm. I, uh, tell them it's like um i work with youth and so i was really cool i was a cool youth worker Mm -hmm. and in a 30 minute ceremony i became uncool and that was hard to deal with it's like why aren't my daughter's friends why don't they think i'm the coolest thing in the world because you're a mom you're Mm -hmm. a you're a mom of teenagers Mm -hmm. and you know so that was that was an adjustment for my for me um another challenge by the way is how the kids obviously, and rightly so, now put uh, Donna on a pedestal, Mm -hmm. and she was perfect. Mm -hmm. And so it's always comparing not against what Donna might have done in the same situation, but what they imagined her. Right, yes, Yes. the ideal. Yeah, Yeah, my mom would have never done that. And Mm -hmm. I tried not to go there. And for the, the grace of God, not one of the kids ever said, First of all, you're not my mom when mm. I told him to do something. And I didn't get that. I didn't get any of that feeling. I knew that was there, but I, that was not getting smacked in my face mm. at all. Mm. So that was a God's grace through them for sure. Mm. Um, you, you bring up a good point, this idea of idealizing, you know, the past. And, mm-hmm. right. you know, that happens often, if not mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. where... Especially if someone who's like such, you know, a, mm-hmm. a strong follower of Jesus, very righteous, you know, mm-hmm. looked up to, admired, they pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between memorializing that person and then like creating a legend yes. right. out of that person. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've experienced that. How did you, Kathy, combat some of those thoughts? I mean, in your own head, how did you uh, externally even walk with grace or not? Grace, like, how did you have to learn to work, work through some of that when you recognized, wait, there, Donna's getting put on a platform right now, getting put on a pedestal. There's a legend being created out of this, and I'm, I'm human, you know, and mm-hmm. how, how did you kind of fill those shoes, so to speak? Well, I never saw Donna as my competition, mm. and I didn't even see the image of her as my competition, um, and that just was a grace thing, I think. I just, I... I I had heard about her. I didn't know Gary before the accident. I'd heard about the accident and prayed for him after it happened. 
but I wasn't really even close friends with his sister before, so I didn't really know any of the dynamics. Mm-hmm. But everything I'd heard about her and and heard about the family, because when you get serious with the, with someone really quickly, um, one of the things you do is you vet him out by meeting people who know him and <laughs> yes. say, you know, and checking out the place. You do oh, the you same yes. thing. Yes, A2 Bruton? yes, yes. <laughs> you check out. It's like, what, now what about this guy? And you're looking and you're meeting other people and you're That's trying funny. to you're trying to you know see if there are flags. I thought that was just your wing six. (laughs) Um, Yes. So anyway, um, going through that, but I just never saw, I never saw Donna as my competition. So um, Gary was really good at letting the kids know that he loved me, that I was, that I was first in the family. Mm. And, um, and so I never really struggled with that. I struggled with my own, things that I was doing. Um, you know, did I, did I love the kids the way I was supposed to? Mm. I was unkind there. Um, I was frustrated here, you know, getting four kids up and ready for school is, you know, crazy. (laughs) Um, they went to heritage, which was good. Mm. So they all left at the same time and they, they had great teachers. Um, my oldest daughter, Abby, was 12 going on 13. She turned 13 a month after we married. So I, you know, started mm. out with a teenager and everyone told me about the sweet Abby and all all <laughs> these things about Abby. It's like, that's not the girl that's living in my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she became, she, she reverted back. Mm-hmm. It happened. And they all went through that, all the teenage years. Um, God just was gracious and I just never really felt that pedestal thing. And, and if they did that, I knew it wasn't real. Mm. And so I didn't, I, I didn't take that personally. That mm. was the biggest thing I had to work on. Mm. And we worked on this over and over. I would take um, the stuff that the kids said personally or, and, and like it was against me. Mm. And then as I got to know um, the friends the parents of my kids' friends, I realized their kids are being jerks too. <laughs> it's not personal. It's just their yeah. age. It's just mm-hmm. just what's happening. Wow. And so that's something would, I worked on. One of the things that that was a challenge is the kids would do some, for instance, they would come in the house, they were told to take their shoes off and put it by the back door. Well, you would find the shoes in the middle of the living room, mm. right? I saw that as brain dead kids, mm-hmm. you know, just kids that, do silly things. They just, they're not thinking, they're just doing it. Kathy saw it as a direct challenge Mm. of her authority and a test of their love for her. Mm. Mm -hmm. So every interaction that she had with the kids, not every, but many, many of the interactions she had with the kids was for her a test of, are they accepting me? Do they Mm. love me for me? And so there was hurt after hurt after hurt after hurt mm. because kids hurt you if you're the natural parent right. you know, or biologically, right. however exactly. you say that. Right. You know, yes. Exactly. Much right. less than if you were coming in after the fact, you know, like Kathy did. Mm. And it was, that was a big challenge. And learning what unconditional love was like was an extremely healthy thing for you to go through, and I watched you go through that, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go from conditional love, yep. mm-hmm. which is, I love the kids when they do the right thing, when they make good choices, when they obey me, yeah. mm-hmm. to I love my kids no matter what. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
you think as a parent, intellectually, you know the difference, but emotionally, right. there's a big difference on right. that. Yeah. Right. Right. And there, I'm sure that when it is not your biological kids or natural kids or whatever, there is a, well, there's a God grace factor that has to step into the equation for that unconditional love to happen. Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, there is also an intentional, um, you, you intentionally stepping into that, that has to happen as well, because, you know, we'll, we'll joke around sometimes like, man, I love my kids, but I don't like your kids kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, talking to other people because, uh-huh. you know, it's uh, someone else's kids, right. but our kids that, especially the ones that you birthed that come from your blood, it's like, this is my kid. I would never not love them no matter mm-hmm. what they did to me. But as you step into a situation like this, where you're blending and you're mm-hmm. having to be intentional about this, and this is, you know, not your own kid, there has to be some, in, there has to be some working through some of that right. and learning unconditional love on a whole nother level, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I think the hard part too is just you're constantly discerning different things. Like if we both had yeah. them naturally, then we wouldn't be like, well, is this a trauma thing or is this right. a, a normal right. kid thing? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're constantly like, he's crying because of this, but is it because... And so we, we even talked about a lot. We're going to probably start doing play therapy just mm-hmm. to kind of work through some things just to make sure like, is this a trauma thing or is this mm-hmm. a normal kid thing? Um, for you, did you guys, when you guys got married, did they immediately start calling you mom? Is that? Yeah, they had a meeting uh, before huh. we got married and decided that they wanted to. Mm. And so we didn't even, wow. we didn't even discuss that. Mm. Um, that was I never, never said a word to them. That Kathy we, never said a word. I never, yeah. you know, and they called wow. me Kathy up to the wedding right. date. Um, Graham, the youngest, wanted to call me mommy early. And I said, no, let's just wait, mm. you know? And so we mm-hmm. did that. And, you know, with varying degrees of, you know, when we were on our honeymoon, we actually took the kids on our honeymoon. We spent a week alone <laughs> together and then we went to Disney World. Nice. And cool, um, so <laughs> we're at cool. Disney World and, the, you know, uh, our oldest daughter was Kath, I mean, mom. And so that was Kath, I mean, mom, she'd Aww. start to say. That's and so that though. was really funny. But uh, that was that was an interesting, By the way, interesting we, we time. talked to the kids saying, fair is fair. We want to go on your honeymoon. Yeah, and no they one took me on their honeymoon. Down. Yeah, yeah. My one you son went like, to Hawaii. Fair, right? They came on our honeymoon. Why don't we get to <laughs> go on yours? I didn't so. get to. <laughs> I no. think so. Yeah. No, Man, we didn't have that happen. That's on that. um, I think, and and what I, what I chose to go through is, obviously the kids went through trauma. Yep. And there's a lot of trauma. But as, as I talked to their... The, again, the parents of that had kids the same age, I realized some of the things that my kids were doing and ways they were acting out wasn't nearly as crazy as some of these other kids who were with their natural or biological parents. Mm-hmm. And so I began to realize that instead of trying to compartmentalize um, every um, acting out or fear or this or that, just to kind of treat it with God's grace. And I kept my, I kept my heart set on the future, on what kind of, what the character that we desired them to have and, and, and who we wanted them to be as best we could help shape in their Mm -hmm. future. And instead of, instead of trying to, um, focus on the past and all of those things to kind of look toward the future in, in raising, the kids. Hmm. And that, you know, flies in the face of today. So often it's like, you know, how do I make you feel good now? Right. Well, you're not going to feel mm-hmm. good now, but you're going to feel good later. Wow. And yeah. we're going to work toward later. And it's this instant gratification. I want my kid to be happy today. 
I didn't care if my kids were happy. I want them to serve God. Yeah. Wow. And I wanted them to and so um and you know, I didn't care if I was happy either. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not trying to say that. It's it wasn't about that. It was about what how we can be who God wants us to be. Yeah. And and the best way we can, you know, um guide them so that so they have the best chance of doing that in their future. Yeah. That's really good. Cuz a lot of times um when I would work at one of my I was a PA student, so one of my rotations I would do behavioral therapy with some kids. And a lot of times when they got diagnosed with something, they were a product of that, like a victim of that. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I am and I'm never going to be any right. different. Right. Their label. Exactly. Yes. Like yes. And so yeah. for Weston and even my daughter, Natalia, our daughter, Natalia, like we just don't want to put a label on them or exactly. say like they're suffering from this and mm-hmm. how do we get them to the next part? And that's, that's mm-hmm. really wise yes. of you to even do that. So, uh, yes. One of our staff members this week said something we were doing a creative meeting where uh, speak to the promise, not the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Speak God's promise over mm-hmm. whomever. If you're pastoring somebody, mm-hmm. speak God's promise over the situation. You know, we were talking about it specifically and like if someone comes up to you and you're having a care situation where you're praying over somebody, what an incredible thing to think, hey, I'm not going to like speak to or pray over this problem. I'm going to speak to and pray over the promise that God has already declared in this scripture. He is, the, that is the remedy for this problem. Mm-hmm. If, you, way, if you surrender to him, yeah. this is what it will be like. Exactly. So you speak to that. Exactly. exactly. That's so great. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah. And I think for a lot of families, I get a lot of messages just from families just confused on how they should blend their families. And I'm like, hey, we're right there with you. So do you, <laughs> do you have any advice on that? But one woman, she wrote me and she was just like, I'm blending my family. And my new daughter is from a previous marriage and I'm struggling. Like, should she call me mom? Like, mm. you know, she already has a mom. I don't want to act like I'm replacing that. And I think the biggest thing I always tell people is you have to do what's right for your family. Right, exactly. And so like for us, we have, Natalia has two dads, but we have her call Davy dad because mm-hmm. we don't want her to feel like an outsider. This right. is her family too. Right. And same with Weston. We say, well, you have two mommies. So we, mm-hmm. we fully embrace the fact that we both have, they both both have two parents, but I, that's one thing I always encourage people and advise people just that, Hey, like do what works for you guys and where mm-hmm. your kids can feel loved. And right. so I like the fact that you're saying that they called you mom. They decided yeah. that that's what, what worked for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it feel like you guys all belong right. together. Is there mm-hmm. something wrong with their, the kids having two dads that love them very much, yeah. two moms right. that love them very much. Right. The trauma it's, and detriment of our society right. today is when you have parents or you don't have parents, they're abandoned, right. you know, the kids or the mm-hmm. parents are void, but man, it already takes a village to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. So let's, mm-hmm. let's do it together. You know? Absolutely. That, um, one, one of the things that I watched Kathy do is she, um, we would disagree some on how much control, mm. um, you know, my experience is, is I've talked to many people who are blending families is the, and I'm going to use these words so that we know what I'm talking yeah, about, okay? Yeah, I don't sure. especially like these words, but <clears throat> the step-parent always felt right. the kids were out of control. Mm. They often feel like their stepchild is basically bad and does some good things. Mm. Mm. The it's natural kind of the perspective of the step-parent typically. Yeah, mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, right, right. It's not true. I'm just right. saying the way they mm-hmm. look at things. Right. Where the biological parent sees their children as um, 
being in control, mm. out of control sometimes, but most of the time in control. And they are basically good and sometimes do a bad thing. Mm. And mm. that perspective, I think, is helpful when you realize <clears throat> probably the healthy way is to think more like the... Yeah. But now, not to miss obvious behavior things that need to be dealt with, right. but to look at the child as basically, obviously, we know they're sinners who need God's grace and right. salvation. Right. But I'm saying in terms of how you think of the child, think of the child as basically good that sometimes does a bad thing, yeah. and they're in control. You think about it. Right. <laughs> Most kids are in control 90% of the time, and then sometimes they're not, you know? Yep, yep. And uh, so so I guess expecting the best and mm. thinking the best of the child is extremely healthy. And um, I watched Kathy make that transition mm-hmm. to where it, the blending of a family isn't something you snap yeah. or do. No. Wow. That mm-hmm. takes some effort and it takes some time. I also understand, and with great grace, I hope I can say this, our situation is very unique. Mm. Most, we, we didn't have um, an ex-spouse um, mm-hmm. who was trying to weigh in on the middle of what... Right. You, that yeah. changes the dynamic. Right. So I understand that. Sure. I, am, I have great empathy for someone mm-hmm. who's trying to do that with, mm-hmm. with additional input. You yeah. know what I'm right. saying? Um, and so um, that was... That was um, something that we walked through and mm-hmm. watched. I watched her go through that. And then, um, the big change <clears throat> was, you know, I kept, you know, change, change the kids, make them obey, um, help them to do, you know, the boys struggled in school, help them to do better in school, make better decisions, all of that stuff. And really, when I got to the point, it's like, okay, God, change me, mm-hmm. change me into the type of person, the type of mom that these kids need change mm. me mm. and you know as that as that as i went through that that is really where that transition began to really take hold mm. that is so good it's it's like rather than trying to think how do i make these kids my kids it's right. how do i become their mom exactly yeah. or how do i yeah. become their dad mm-hmm. like exactly. that's such a great mm-hmm. thing cuz you know christy and i've had a lot of conversations where she notices blind spots in me when it comes to weston mhm mm-hmm. You know, because he was mm-hmm. mine, yeah. and, and I know there's blind spots, spots in, me. in her when it comes <laughs> right. to Natalia. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is I'm quick to see those in her, in Natalia, you know, and she's quick to see them in Weston. Mm-hmm. And we've had to learn how to, like, re regroup and reshape the perspective of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it said like that. But that's mm-hmm. a fantastic perspective, right. Gary, that mm-hmm. we've had to go, wait, no, 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 hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got to see them as our own mm-hmm. and 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 also appreciate the fact that, you are coming in with fresh eyes mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. coming in from a, with a perspective that God has given you because of your, your past and what you have, have seen and how you have parented. And so how can we create the, the best blending of this, the best mm-hmm. meshing of this, you know, mm-hmm. based on God's principles? Well, and sometimes you can kind of feel this guilt, like that you kind of put the, like your heart on yourself. You want to be the best mom right. or the best dad. Mm. And when you feel like you're not doing the right thing, you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get this down? And one of my friends just told me she's blending families too. And and she just said, Chrissy, like someone who adopted a kid told me it takes about five years. Like as wow. weird as that sounds, it takes just time. So whether it's five years, four years, three years, mm-hmm. whatever, right. it just takes time. And so just know that it's not going to come naturally. You're not going to be able to 
to, to go mm-hmm. where God wants you to go in it. But like, if you just give yourself grace and time, mm-hmm. you'll see that it changes things. I, I struggled with a lot of guilt. And um, I came from my um, family growing up was based on guilt. So mm-hmm. I struggled with that. And I, you know, I would have people ask me to speak and to do different things. It's like, oh, I just screamed at the kids all the way to school. I, <laughs> I, am, I am not who you think I am. Oh, There's man. no way I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, and as I'm just struggling through these things, I, I began to realize, and just the other day I was reading the scripture, I'm not sure where, it's like my desire is to serve God. My desire is to love these kids. My desire is to do it right. Mm. So even though I mess up, even though I've screamed and whatever I've done and, and said things I wish I could take back, my desire was is for their good. And my desire is to serve God and my desire is for the right thing. And I think, you know, I think the kids could look back as adults and they could, they could, they could have um, taken things that were said and done Mm -hmm. and they could have grabbed onto them and harbored them and let them fester. Or they, I think what they have done to God's grace and, and just so kind to me is they've, they've, um, grasped the desire that I had, mm-hmm. and that came through, through all of the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, that desire that they knew that I wanted the best for them, and that mm-hmm. I prayed the best for them, and that 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 shone through all of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of it that you're mm-hmm. that you've walked through, especially at the very beginning of things. Sure. Um, did you feel like that? You know that time principle that Christy was just talking about, did you feel like there was a, maybe a lessening of a lot of the crap, so to speak, as time <laughs> went on? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, how did, uh, how would you say the progress of things went when it came to um, the four of those kids, one of them being a teenager at the time and right. one of them being, and what was the youngest? How old was the youngest one? He six. was six. six. They were so, six, eight, 10, and 12 yeah. when he married. Yeah. So um, what kind of progress did you see in that overtime? It, it took a lot. It it took a varying amount of time, and it was different for each child as well. Mm. You know, um, the boys, of course, were younger, and so they leaned on me more as a mommy. Um, the girls had, you know, they had relationships with their aunt and with other people, and so that that relationship with them just just took more time um, to develop. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just varying. And then um, the girls were um, outside of that. They were they were good students. They made good decisions. The boys, um, they were not good students and they had a tendency, they would had a tendency to not make uh, good decisions at mm. times, you know, um, we'd get called in for meetings and told about our son, Rick, and he's talking all the time. I said, well, can you move him? It's like, he's next to the door. He's making friends with the doorknob. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing we can do. He's just got to calm down. So, you know, so just working through all of that stuff, but I, there's no, you know, I think it's different for each child. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's different in your relationship with each child. If you try to lump it, if you try to put um, parameters on it, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, it's, um, Gary says this always, parenting isn't a science, it's an art. Yeah, mm-hmm. chestnut just, checkers, right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and so, um, so I guess that's the way to say it. I knew that I loved the kids um, uh, unconditionally, when uh, nine years after we married, we had our son Tommy, and 
um, when he was a toddler, I was so mad at him. I mm. just wanted him out of my face. And I realized, oh, I love Tommy and I feel like that with him. Well, that's how I felt like with the other kids. I do love them all unconditionally. <laughs> so it wasn't a warm, fuzzy feeling that made yeah. me understand that I loved all the kids unconditionally. It was like, you are annoying me and I just I just am done with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have those feelings with Absolutely. our kids. If mm-hmm. we're real, we'll, ex- mm-hmm. you know, right. we'll ex- um, be honest express about it, yeah. be honest with it. Yes. And so... It was that feeling. I just remember that day, and it's like, I get it. It was my <laughs> aha moment. And wow. uh, it was there really were two, cool. I think two things that were kind of those guiding principles. I was just about to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, maybe the guiding most principles, important. and yep. I would love for you to share with us tips and tricks, like yep. best practices. Sure, for, yeah, sure. go for it. Um, but the guiding principles, the two were, uh, first of all, for the children, we had only one prayer. Mm. I have ever prayed for them. It's the same prayer I pray all the time for my grandkids. And only one um, um, point that we're aiming at. And that Mm -hmm. is that we would deliver them to adulthood, loving God Mm -hmm. with all their heart, soul, Mm -hmm. mind, and strength. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. good. Nothing else. Everything else is minor and fuzz compared to that. That's the main goal. So if you know where Mm -hmm. you're shooting... That is a huge thing, and I think a lot of parents are are spending too much time making sure the kid is plays in the major league, or right. I right. mean, pick whatever sports, <laughs> right. arts, yeah, whatever. sports, and what, they are, arts, whatever. They're not instead of not that's the one thing because yeah. I don't care what the kids do for a career. Yep. If they love the Lord, they are successful. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're going to pick yes. a a sold out Christian spouse. They yes. get it. Yep. The second principle was when I was a brand new believer. I had some business Christian businessmen that were talking to me about the priorities of life and that God is our number one priority, mm-hmm. that your wife was your number two priority, mm-hmm. your children were your number three, job was number four, mm-hmm. and ministry was number five. Yeah. And the Lord laid those out in both Ephesians and Colossians in exactly that order. Mm-hmm. And so they're showing me in the scripture where that comes from. So... I knew as soon as we got married that Kathy was my number two priority. My mm-hmm. relationship with God was number one. My relationship with her is number two. And the kids never had to wonder where they fell in that rank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there are parents right now probably arms and legs falling off at me saying that. <laughs> I just think that's scripture. That I don't think there's so anything true. you can do for your kids that's more of a blessing mm-hmm. than for you to have an absolute rock solid yep. godly that's Christian great. marriage. And in a blended yep. family, that is that is so important. That yeah. gives them that, that strength. Gives them, yeah. Yes, and that, confidence. Mm-hmm. And Safety, um, I would comfort, say that's yep. probably the number one problem in blended families. Mm. The, um, the spouses do not feel like they're number two in the lives that, you know, my kids are above you, mm-hmm. my husband or my wife. I mm-hmm. think it happens a lot more with women than men just because of the way we're emotionally wired mm-hmm. up. But that is so important. I, and I would say that um, in a family, in a blended family, mm-hmm. that is the number one problem mm-hmm. that you are not putting your spouse before your children. Wow. I agree. And two, uh, growing up, a lot of my friends' parents actually started getting divorced when my friends graduated their senior year. Yes. And that just shows like when you all focus on the kids, yep. what do you mm-hmm. have left? You're, they're right. strangers mm-hmm. when, they, when the kids that's leave. The, that's sure. the number one. Uh, right now, the, uh, Christian marriages are falling apart yeah. at 
you're 20 because of the empty nest. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are anymore because our focus has been on the children Mm -hmm. and everything they do is Mm -hmm. for the kids. So that would be for sure the number one goal that um, I would say. And the number two is don't take things personally. Mm -hmm. Don't take it personally. We have done that so often. If my child shows a, a sign of trauma or they're doing something wrong. What did I do to cause that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. They're sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tend to take what they do too personally. And so we over-emotionalize and dramatize everything. <laughs> and um, so so loving each other first as husband and wife and not taking what the kids do personally wow. are a couple things that I would say that really kind of helped us through that. That's fantastic. Don't, um, every time the kids make a bad choice, don't plot that. Don't project like, that into the future. Don't graph that out because <laughs> yeah. the next thing you know, they're in prison. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like, right. You know, right. <laughs> there's ups and downs. Yep. That's just kind of have that long-term perspective. Right. Right. And uh, you're always looking toward how do I get these kids to adulthood loving mm-hmm. Jesus, which by the way, is the grace of God yep. oh, and yeah. art, mm-hmm. you know, yep. not science. You just right. do the best you can. And it's ultimately their choice, but you're trying to give them the best environment to make that choice. That's right. Mm. That's right. Put them in the best environment and model Mm. it for them. And yes. More is caught than taught, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think looking back on things, I don't, I know my parents sat down and taught me a lot of things about serving and loving Jesus, but I remember the things Mm -hmm. I saw them do, Mm -hmm. the the things that I like witnessed, the decisions that they made in certain situations that were Mm -hmm. God-honoring decisions. Mm -hmm. And I I remember one, and this goes back to like these, this idea of so many parents who are trying to um, focus their kids on whether they're going to play, you know, in the major Mm -hmm. leagues or whether Mm -hmm. they're going to do this, you know, sports, art, all of that stuff. My, My dad had a rule for me in regards to sports uh, and for our, for our family that we were going to be at church on Sundays, no matter what. Yes. So when I began playing travel ball and doing stuff like that, my dad would tell the coach, he would say, um, Davey can be there at one o'clock in the afternoon um, for, for the game, but we're going to church on Sunday. Well, mm-hmm. but Mr. Blackburn, the, the game's at 1030. Okay, well, he'll be there at one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Amen. and he had so many parents who were who were like, "You're ruining your kid. He's not going to be able to make it to the next level. He's not mm-hmm. going to." And my dad was like, "No, I know that this is we're going to honor God first, and then God's going to take care of the rest." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Plus, I'm going to you know I'm going to help my kid do the best that he possibly can, and when he gives his best effort forward." Coach is still going to play him because he's yes. good. He's better than yeah, everybody else, sure. right? So yep. this combination of like working really hard, uh-huh. but honoring God in the process of Amen. it, making sure that the first is given back to Him, and then He blesses the rest. And I look at all of my friends, you know, whose dads were saying that, and none of them went on to play college ball. None of them mm-hmm. were, and and the Lord blessed me. I don't think this is always true, but I think that it, God honored that. That happened with uh-huh. us. And yep. yeah, and and I got to play free free college ball. Mm-hmm. I got college for free played. all four mm-hmm. years. Um, but I think there was something to that that mm-hmm. even God was showing me, like, hey, you need to honor mm-hmm. me first. Amen. Right. And then I'll take care of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Our girls, our girls played soccer at Liberty University and they yeah. were walk-ons. They didn't play any extra ball. They just played in high school mm. because all of the travel teams, first of all, were way too expensive right. to the traveling right. and they were Sunday games and right. we weren't going to do it. Yep. And they got, they got a lot of grief, you know, and of course they wanted to play, mm. but that was just a decision that we made. And so they both went to Liberty and walked on the uh, soccer team and ended up having scholarships as well. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We nothing... told them, kid, it, this is not negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is who we are yeah. mm-hmm. as a family. We go worship the Lord yeah. on Sunday mornings. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And, and by the way, for many of my years as pastoring, it was also Sunday night and Wednesday night. <laughs> yes, so it's like, that's right. So it's you know, crazy. But it's like, it's who we are. This yeah. is, yeah. it's not, there, there is no right. option here. Right. This right. is what we do. And so they'd say, and, well, when we grow up, we're not going to go to church. It's like, hey, that's your decision. That's mm-hmm. between you and the Lord. But mm-hmm. in our family, that's what we do. Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I heard, they're grown up and they all go to church and they're right. serving yes. the Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I heard one of the kids say to someone, you know, how did your parent, I mean, why are you serving the Lord or what did they do right? And it's like they never forced their, they never forced their, um, their beliefs on us. They just, they presented them. They told mm. us what they believed. They modeled it. And they said, it's up to us to make the decision. Wow. Mm-hmm. And while we're a family, this is what we're going to do. When you grow up, you get to make those choices. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's, I think, you know, if I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put a, a bow on this for us, but Christy and I are having all kinds of conversations and we have for the past year and a little bit before that, before we got married of like, what, what is our family going to be about? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, whether you're um, what you would call a, a normal family or if you're a not normal family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which most of us are not, mm-hmm. quote unquote, the traditional mm-hmm. or conventional right. family. Yes. But if you're a blended family, you have to do the hard work of going, you know what? Okay, us and the Lord first, mm-hmm. those priorities, like we're going to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is first. And then this spousal relationship right here is going to be second. And we together no matter where we're stepping into the process, no matter how old our kids are, we're going to develop a vision for our family, a foundation for our family. This is who we're going to be about. These are the guiding principles for our family. Mm -hmm. And then as a unified front, you're carrying that out and offering your kids the best environment to grow up serving the Lord possible. Um, What an an incredible, incredible insight from you guys. I, mm-hmm. I just appreciate it so much. You guys joining us. Yeah, thank you. On Our this. And, and we <clears throat> would love to uh, extend this to anybody out there who does have questions about uh, blending family, maybe something that we didn't get to cover. Um, go ahead and send your questions into hello at resonateindy.com. We would love to help you with those questions. Maybe we'll shoot some over to Gary and Kathy and they can help with some of those questions as well and minister to some of you guys um, out there as you're trying to do this. But uh, man, we just really appreciate you guys being on the podcast Thank with you. us. Thank it's you. It's an honor to have you. God bless you both. Mm-hmm. And uh, I prayed for you mm-hmm. long before I met you, brother. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's a joy serving this community together. Yeah. We're on the same team right. in two mm-hmm. different places on right. Sunday, yeah. of course. But, <laughs> but uh, that's just it. Appreciate it's like the you. Army and the Navy, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Two different fronts. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's Absolutely. Well, thanks, guys. I love when we have two parts parts. of a podcast. It's the best. There's so much meat to devour. (laughs) You must be hungry. (laughs) I'm always hungry. (laughs) 
Oh, I know. I know. It's going to be awesome. And uh, man, we just, uh, we're so thankful for Gary and Kathy and uh, their wisdom. I felt like I was just taking notes the whole time. Yeah. I hope you were as well. Well, not if you're driving. Don't take notes if you're driving. Nope, nope, nope. But incredible, incredible interview with them. Yeah, I got a lot of meat. You guys to are just going to have to keep, <laughs> keep sharing the podcast, keep sending us some great interviews, people with great stories who are walking through it with yeah. faith, the way that, you know, if you hear of somebody, if you know somebody, keep sending them to us. Mm-hmm. And, that and I think keep- too, this is just a side note, but I think sometimes when we think about stories of hope, we think that their story has to be like wrapped up pretty right. in a bow. Nope. But if you know somebody who's walking well through pain yep. that we should interview, send us those people too. Yep. Absolutely. I think it is important to, in the midst of mm-hmm. the trial, to be able to hear someone articulate faith, even if they haven't necessarily seen, uh, like you said, the the bow <laughs> that tied up at yeah. the end of their trial. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think that really, if you live life long enough, you kind of realize you're just going through a series of trials and adversities, and you're learning different things through that. Yeah. The whole important, the important thing is not to lead in or live in fear, but in faith. Right. Definitely. So we want to keep helping you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. Yeah. We love yeah. you guys a lot. Um, as always, we want to thank Ryan O'Neill at Sleeping at Last um, for providing the music for this podcast. You guys can listen to his beats. Beats <laughs> and tunes at any, and soothing melodies. Yes. At <laughs> any place that music can be downloaded or streamed. And until next time, we'll see you on the Nothing's Wasted podcast. <laughs>